Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. unit previews and something that's really popular in these preseason magazines especially Athlon they go through and they rank position units for each football team in the SEC where do they stack up in the SEC and so I figured on today's show we'd start with this 
We're going to rank each South Carolina football position unit from strongest unit to weakest unit entering the 2023 football season. So in my opinion, which position unit is the best to which position unit is the worst? And so we'll start at number one. And I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball here to start because I threw this poll out there on social media, on Twitter specifically, and I said this. What would you consider the best position group for the Gamecocks heading into the 2023 football season? And I listed quarterback, wide receiver, defensive back, and other as my options. None of the options I listed come in at number one on my list. And it's a bit of a trick. It's a bit of a, I'm playing some mind games, if you will. You got to think critically for this one. Because you got to remember they're people too. You see where I'm going with this? Number one on my list. Kickers and punters. And you think about the duo that is Kai Kroger and Mitch Jeter. It is probably the best punter-kicker duo in all of college football, in my opinion. Kai Kroger, what he did a season ago, serving as a weapon in special teams, not just flipping the field, but what he can do in the fake game as well with Shane Beamer and Pete Limbo dialing it up. Then you think of Mitch Jeter, oh, who, by the way, guys, did not miss a field goal last year. Went 11 for 11. Also, I believe, I think it's safe to say, that Kai Kroger, one of the best holders in college football, something that does not get as appreciated as it should. And so, again, I, I know that's a bit of a wrinkle. I know that's a bit of a, 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 a you know, kind of messing with you, you guys' minds a bit, if you will, because we don't think of special teams in the position groups. But I felt like we needed to show love to the special teams, especially being Gamecock fans, Beamer ball to the moon. We got to show love to the specialists. And, guys, I would argue the kickers and punters, that is the best position group on the Gamecocks football team. So coming in at number one, kickers and punters. Now we get into skill position players, more traditional our position groups. I'm done playing games with you guys. Coming in at number two on my rankings of South Carolina football position groups from best to worst entering this season. Coming in at number two. And there was some debate, some back and forth with me on this one. And then I realized, like, you know, because you look at these position groups and when you're ranking them, you look at, all right, where are their star players and where is their quality depth? Those are really the two things for me that stand out. But sometimes the star player and the importance of that star player, it really carries the entire group, especially when it's a position group where only one guy is going to play at one time. Coming in at number two for my rankings, quarterback the second best position group for the Gamecocks. And this all comes down to Spencer Rattler. Yes, you've got quality depth, right? Luke Doty has played valuable snaps. We all love what Lenora Sellers can do. You've got highly rated guys like Tanner Bailey in that room, right? But this all comes down to Spencer Rattler. It, it really does. And what the value that he provides. Now, what version of Spencer Rattler do we get more of? Is it the one we saw in the first 10 games? Is it the final two games? Is it the bowl game, which I think was a bit of a mix of both? The statistics in the final three versus the first 10 are mind-blowing. They stand out to you. We've mentioned them on these airways. 
quality depth is something. I think you've got one of the better quarterback rooms in the SEC as well because of the way you've recruited, even though Braden Davis has departed for the transfer portal. I mean, again, you've still got Tanner Bailey, Lenora Sellers. You've got, uh, who else? I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Colton Gothier. Yes, I almost forgot Colton Gothier is on the roster still. And then, of course, Luke Doty. DeCabrion Joyner can also slide in and play quarterback. So you've got supreme depth. The plan will be most certainly Spencer Rattler to take 97, 98% of the snaps. And when you look at his ranking as amongst SEC quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler, in my opinion, you could argue he's the best returning quarterback in the SEC East. I mean, I thought Barrett Salee made great points of, do you really trust Joe Milton more than Spencer Rattler? I mean, I understand Joe Milton's got hype and he's in a hypeful system. And I think Joe Milton's going to have a quality year but do you trust him more than Spencer Rattler, a guy who's been there, done that, has played at an extremely high level and led his team to victory? Now, he may not be better than K.J. Jefferson. He may not be better than, you know, Jaden Daniels over at LSU, but, I mean, who else? Who else is better than Spencer Rattler in the SEC? And especially if he's closer to his ceiling than his floor, obviously, this year, if he's closer to that level of play, it's no doubt. So, again, coming in at number two on my list, the quarterback position. Coming in at number three on my list. And yes, they've suffered some major losses. And I had a lot of debate between three and four. Had a lot of debate between these two position groups. They suffered some major losses. Two guys notably going to the NFL. You lose a starting day in, day out safety, but I don't think you'll feel much effect from that. Coming in at number three on my list, the Gamecocks defensive backs. Again, the losses of Cam Smith, Darius Rush, this is a position group that is a question mark going in the season simply because you lose two guys like that. I mean, we need to see, right? Are Marcellus Dial or O'Donnell Fortune, are they ready to step up and be those dudes for South Carolina on the outside? Nick Emanwari leads that group at the back end. DQ Smith next to him. Both those guys, fantastic players. The Gamecocks are going to be good in the back end of the defense. Also, in the other position, guys, admittedly that I was battling with, do I put three, do I put four, was the wide receiver group. And it really does, again, I mentioned star power, number one, but depth, number two, and quality depth. And I think defensive back has more of it. You look at the way you've recruited all these young guys. Uh, again, you also factor in uh, the, the back end of the defense. And also, I give it to Torian Gray. I, I really do. Torian Gray, to me, he gets the benefit of the doubt in this situation. They are a question mark entering the season, no doubt. We'll continue to talk about that. Are they as good as last year? I don't know, right? I don't know if they're quite as good as they were last year, but I still think when you look at the guys you have returning, you feel good about Marcellus Dial at the corner. O'Donnell Fortune has shown flashes for sure. And then again, the back end, also at the nickel, the guys you bring back, I think you feel good about the quality depth in this room. And above all else, I mean, you just trust Torian Gray. You trust that Torian Gray is going to find the pieces or put the pieces in place to make you extremely successful because that is exactly what he's done his first two years in Columbia. So coming in at number three on my list, the defensive backs. And as I just spoiled, coming in at number four in regards to the best to worst Gamecocks position groups entering the 2023 football season, it is the wide receiver position. Now, I may get some pushback on this one. I may get some pushback, and hear me out. 
the ceiling of this group is higher than fourth best. It's much higher. The ceiling of the group is higher, but we just haven't seen it or we haven't seen it consistently enough, right? Juice Wells alone, you could argue, makes this group one of the best on this team. I mean, Juice Wells, guys, I ranked as the best player, the best Gamecock entering this season ahead of Spencer Rattler. But the receiver position is not like quarterback. Juice Wells is not the only guy playing. He's only one guy. And so you look at quality depth behind him. I think we're all high and optimistic on guys like Xavier Leggett, Amarion Brown, Eddie Lewis from Memphis. Maybe what on Joyner, if he slides out there, what he can do. Landon Sampson. Nicholas Harbor on the outside. Like, we're, we're high on these guys. We're optimistic, but... None of those guys I just mentioned have done anything. I mean, Xavier Leggett here and there in spurts. But there's just not, in my opinion, enough proven options beyond Juice Wells. Like, who is the number two receiver? I mean, we think it's Eddie Lewis. Based off of the spring game, we think it's Eddie Lewis, but do we really know? Do we know that Eddie Lewis is going to be that number two option? I mean, Nicholas Harbour's got all the talent in the world. Is he ready to just step in and play wide receiver? I don't think so. I think it's probably going to be midseason before you really start to hear Nicholas's Harbor, Nicholas Harbour's name and start to feel his impact. Amarian Brown's been on campus for two years, and he's been a nice role player, but nothing really more than that. DeCabrion Joyner has effectively moved to running back, so I don't think he's going to get many targets. Landon Sampson got very, very limited action last year and was – you know, dropped a pass, I think, in the bowl game. That was like the most notable thing he did all year. And then you got some other young guys. So, I mean, there, there's just not a lot of proven options. Juice Wells, again, alone puts this group in the top half. And the ceiling's extremely high, but you just have to see more consistency from guys like a Xavier Leggett. Like, this is a huge year, we all agree, for Xavier Leggett. This is a huge year for him, right? Amarian Brown, Eddie Lewis from Memphis. Again, what can he do for you? So there are capable bodies out there, but Juice Wells is the only one that's proven. And he's a damn good one. He's probably a 1,000-yard receiver this year. But he's the only one that's really proven. So for that reason, number four on my list, the wide receiver position group. Coming in at number five on my list, and this is a position group that completely got flipped after the end of the season. What, you went into that bowl game with I think one scholarship tied in and then Nate Atkins got hurt and you had none. I mean, you were playing three quarters of that game with no tight end. The job that Shane Beamer and company have done flipping the tight end position is phenomenal. You pick up Trey Knox from Arkansas. You get Joshua Simon from Western Kentucky, which if you talk to anybody who covers South Carolina football, they will tell you they will swear by that kid. So I think he could be somebody that's being slept on and could help this football team immensely. I'm just going down the list here. Connor Cox, who's a true freshman, was highly regarded out of Jacksonville, Florida. Nick Elksness, the transfer from the University of Florida, six foot six, 250. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pounds. The freshman from Cypress, Texas, Reed McKeeska, six foot six, two forty-two. So, when it comes to depth, that's what really stands out about this position. I know Trey Knox is obviously as well a guy that we are all really, really excited about. After the spring game, especially what he had like six catches for ninety yards and had a touchdown. Now Trey Knox is someone he's got a lot to prove too. His last touchdown against Power Five competition came in 2021. And he never had a season at Arkansas, I think, where he had like over 400 or so yards receiving. I know last year for Arkansas, that was a guy we talked about going in the Gamecocks and Arkansas matchup, but he had like 270 yards receiving. Was was a solid player, but never like a big breakout guy. But I think we all see with his size, speed, athleticism, the hands he displayed, he can be one of Spencer Rattler's top targets, and especially when his OC is his former position coach at Arkansas. So Trey Knox leads that group, and the quality depth behind him, specifically with Joshua Simon, who I I think is, uh, by all accounts and what we've heard, is definitely going to be an impact player for South Carolina. Uh, You know, beyond that, maybe some depth questions. And I think the big questions for me, they revolve around Trey Knox and just what are you going to get out of him on a week-in, week-out basis. But a huge pickup and a great job again by Shane Beamer flipping this position group. So coming in at number five, the tight end position group. At number six, and this is admittedly because there's nine total position groups, just to give you guys some context. So this is where things, in my opinion, start to get a little dicey. From like, it's like one, two, three, four, five, and then from five to six, there'd almost be like this kind of big drop-off. Or where the question marks really start to pick up, you know what I mean? At number six, and the hiring, I think, the wild card here, is how much of a positive effect do we feel from the hiring of Travian Robertson? How immediate is that positive effect felt? Because South Carolina's defensive line, we'd all agree, it has struggled. And I mean, it has struggled mightily. We talked about last week, the stat, five straight years. Five straight years, the Gamecocks have finished 11th or worse in stopping the run. The defensive front, you can blame the linebackers. You can blame whatever you want to blame. But the defensive front has done a poor job, just flat out. And not to knock on Torian Gray in the secondary, whatever, but like one of the reasons South Carolina has been so good stopping the pass, and I'm not trying to take anything away, but it's the reality. One of the reasons they've been so good statistically is because teams don't have to throw. They just run it down your throat. And so coming in at number six on my list, the defensive front, the defensive line as a whole. And I think there's talent here. I have them so far down this list, honestly, guys, one of the main reasons because 
Show me. That's it. There's been talent the last couple of years. There was talent on that team last year that gave up 198 yards per game. There was talent. There was talent all over the place. And so now, you know, you lose Jordan, no matter what you think about him. You lose Jordan Birch off the edge. You lose Gilbert Edmond off the edge. You lose Zach Pickens at the defensive tackle position. And you're telling me you're going to get better? Well, how? I think Boogie Huntley in the middle. I think Elijah Davis in the middle coming out of Juco. That's a big-time pickup, and he looked really good in the spring game. Got size, for sure, which you need that. Got girth, which you need. Nick Barrett, TJ Sanders, two guys they were really high on in the interior last year that I thought played okay. I think they can take a step forward. Tonka Hemingway, my goodness, how do I not mention him? Do-it-all type of dude, just an immense athlete, can play edge and interior. And then you look at the edge. You know, you go to Syracuse and get Jotius Gear. I thought that was a great pickup. He had three and a half sacks for the Orange last year, so that's a positive pickup. If you can get Jordan Strawn back to 100%, I think that's a huge boost for the edge. What Brian Thomas Jr. did in the spring game, that's encouraging as well. Although, admittedly, I don't think Brian Thomas Jr. is going to be. I think he might have been more of a spring game star than he's actually going to be an every down type of contributor. But even with that being said, guys, I think just because of the last five years, there are major question marks for me, at least, with the defensive front. There's talent up there, but that hasn't meant a whole lot over the last couple of years. That has not meant a whole lot, for whatever reason, for this group. And so it's like, will this group improve from what it did a year ago? Well, how can it not? Are we going to give up 200 yards per game on the ground? I mean, I thought it was a no-brainer they'd improve from 2021. And you finished off worse, giving up 20 yards per game more (laughs) so there's talent up front but there's a real concern is how is South Carolina going to stop the run how they're going to pressure the quarterback Jotius gear was a big pickup and you need some of those guys in the interior to step up so overall like I, I I like your depth a lot more in the middle than I do on the outside I think edge is still a major major question and for that reason I've got defensive line coming in at number six on my list coming in at number seven and it just seems like they're down here every single year man death taxes and the Gamecocks linebackers being average very very average no let me not beat up on them too much because I think this is a group that can be and will be and should be much improved but right now they still fall at number seven on my list the Gamecocks linebacker position group the return of Mo Caba is Massive, getting him back to 100%. It's just like Jordan Strong at the edge. Getting Mo Kaba back is huge. And if you can get him at 100, I mean, that definitely, guys, when Strong and then Kaba the next week went out, that really affected this team last year in this defense. That, that really took a toll on this defense. It, it hurt them, no doubt. So you get Mo Kaba back. I like the pickup of Jerron Willis in the transfer portal from Ole Miss, a former four-star prospect. Debo Williams returns. He has quality experience. Pup Howard, obviously, is the noteworthy freshman that we are all high on. Bam Martin Scott, I thought, played good football for you last year. Stone Blanton needs to take the next step from being, you know, he was a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed freshman last year, and you saw it at times, notably the Florida game, where he'd kind of get lost, and there goes a big play, and that's all she wrote. So Stone Blanton taking the next step. Donovan Westmoreland, I think, another quality player. So I think with just the return of Mo Caba, the addition of the way you're recruiting that position, right? 
And by the way, I did not mention, let me be fair, I did not mention, I'm going backwards, at the defensive line position, Desmond Umiozulu and the guys you have recruited, okay? Because the linebacker position is very similar. These two position groups are similar in the sense of these guys you've recruited are boosting these groups up. And so if these young guys ball out, if these young guys live up to some height, well, they could certainly move up. But right now, this is what you see, right? This is what you have. So, like, if a guy like Pup Howard becomes all SEC, well, all of a sudden, the linebacker group just got a lot better, right? So, I definitely want to make that clear, that they are recruiting actively to to correct these issues, if you will, or fix these issues. And you could see these groups be much, much better than I've given them credit for. But you need a guy like Pup Howard. You need your young guys to step up. Stone Blanton's a young guy, got to step up. So, you got some quality depth, but just how good is is it? It's really going to come down to the level of play with these young guys. And for that reason, number seven on my list, the linebacker position. Coming in at number eight on the list. And again, guys, there's only nine of these. Only nine position groups to rank. So by process of elimination, you will know which one number nine is. Coming in at number eight. I would have maybe had you a spot or two higher had one of your and arguably your best player in the position group, not gone down for the season in the spring game. But unfortunately, Jalen Nichols is probably not playing football this year based off of everything that we have heard. This was already a group coming into this season that had lost three starters from a season ago. And a group that last year was got better over the course of the season, but was not great. Finished outside the top 100 in running the football, which seems to, again, just be a common theme around here for whatever reason. And as I mentioned with the previous two position groups, which you would expect this, right? All these groups at the bottom of this list, they are recruiting their tails off to fix. They're recruiting their tails off to add quality depth to these positions because that's what you need. The only thing that's going to fix it is recruiting. But with the injury to Jalen Nichols, the, the losses of the other players from last year, and I, I know you added a couple guys in the portal, but guys, realistically, you know, you added a transfer from Western Illinois and, and Charlotte and, and Mercer. I mean, are these guys going to step in and be SEC offensive linemen? I have my doubts. <laughs> I have my doubts. So depth's a concern. Depth's a major, major concern. I mean, there's a good chance Marquis Anderson, who's a true freshman, is going to be seeing significant playing time. And, guys, you don't play true freshman in the offensive front because you have great depth. If you have great depth, you don't, you don't force true freshmen to play up front because most of the time, 99% of the time, they are not ready. That being said, number eight on my list, the offensive line. The offensive front for South Carolina. And I don't think this one's a surprise. Again, especially with that loss of Jalen Nichols, it's unfortunate, too. He's your best offensive lineman. Now you've got questions at left tackle. And, guys, offensive line is one of those positions that once the injuries start happening, all it takes is one like this, and the ripple effect begins, right? Because you got to move this guy to this and this guy to this, and all of a sudden this backup's got to play, and it, it just becomes a scenario where you your, your, your best five are not in their best positions. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of question marks. Obviously, you pick up Nick Gargiulo from Yale. That's another one I didn't mention as well, and, and that, that's a big kicker. I mean, he was a, a hot commodity in the transfer portal and probably going to be your starting center. And if you got a good center, you got a chance to have a good offensive line or at least 
a solid offensive line. But I think if you ask most realistic Gamecock fans, if this offensive line's average this year, you'll take that. If this offensive line can just be average, just don't be terrible. Don't completely wreck the offensive game plan. You don't have to go win the games. We don't have to run for 300. Just, just don't lose the ball games. You got to give Spencer Rattler just a little bit of time. Just give us a little bit of run push. We're not asking for a ton, but you got to have something. Now, for that reason, depth concerns, injury to Jalen Nichols, number eight on my list. It is the offensive line position group, which brings us to number nine. <laughs> number nine on my list. And by process of elimination, you guys already know where I'm going. It is the running back position and the running back position group. And this is one, guys, and I'm still really surprised that South Carolina was not able to pick up anyone from the portal. And they tried. They tried with Logan Diggs. They gave it their best effort. Give them give credit. That's a guy that was probably always going to LSU because he's from Baton Rouge. And, and typically, if LSU wants a guy from there, they're, they're getting him. I mean, it, it's very rare they don't. The fact that he left the Notre Dame was a major upset. But you tried with Logan Diggs and you missed. You tried with the kid from NC State and you missed. You tried with the kid that went to that went to uh what to went to Mississippi State, the Penn State kid, you missed. So you've had some swings and misses. That's okay. That's fine. It happens. It happens. Will they add anyone? Because the portal never stops. Guys, I don't think so. I, I think they're kind of set and content with what they have, or at least Shane Beamer's just accepted that what he's got is what he's got, and he's going with it. All we got's all we need, but all we got's all we got, too, when it comes to running back. When you look at the running back position, DeCabrion Joyner slides into this room. What does that mean? Hey, he might be a 1,000-yard rusher, man. We have no idea. We have no idea. But the fact of the matter is, it's a big, fat question mark. Mario Anderson comes from D2 Newberry. Go Wolves. Comes from D2 Newberry. What did he, I think he almost won or did he win the award that is the basically the Heisman Trophy for D2? Ran for over 3,000 yards in three years for the Wolves. But is he ready to make that transition, that jump from D2 to the SEC? Juju McDowell I like a lot, but I don't think anybody thinks he's a bell cow running back. And then you've got Dontavius Braswell, who's a true freshman. And granted, a four-star true freshman. So, you know, this isn't just some run-of-the-mill whoever. This isn't a walk-on, right? This is this is a dude that pretty highly thought of in recruiting circles. But when I look at this running back room, unfortunately, guys, I, I just don't see, and we've talked about it before, I see a lot of supporting cast pieces, some very valuable supporting cast pieces. I don't see a true SEC caliber RB1. And I don't even know if I see a SEC caliber RB2. I see a lot of RB3 kind of guys, and maybe the carry-on joiner can prove us all wrong and, and be an every down back. I mean, he's an athlete. He's a gifted athlete. I think if they can be creative in the run game, I think they can be productive enough or at least give the facade that, hey, we can kind of run the ball a little bit, so you have to at least respect it. But I don't think I'm going to get many arguments having this one dead last. I, I just don't think I'm going to have many arguments. Because, again, right now you've got a converted wide receiver, a D2 transfer, a scat back, 
and a true freshman. That's who you got in this running back room. That's who you got. I don't think I'm missing anyone. Let me see. Let me make sure. And then you got guys like DJ Twitty from East Tennessee State, Dante Turbo Miller from Columbia, and Nathan Harris Wainick. I mean, guys, all due respect, I'm trying to talk about guys that I think realistically are going to play and make an impact. I, I, all due respect to those guys, I don't see them realistically competing for the job or any sort of job, whether that be RB1, 2, or 3. So I think it all comes down to carry on Joyner, Mario Anderson, Juju, and Dontavious Braswell. Athletes, there's athletes in that room, but there's nobody that is even remotely proven as an SEC running back. Juju McDowell the most, but as we saw last year, asking him to run on the inside is, is a bad idea. It is a bad idea. He is more of your scat back type of player. So coming in at number nine on my list, the running back position. So let's go back through my rankings of each South kind of football position group from best to worst entering the 2023 season. Coming in at number one, kicker and punter. Number two, quarterback. Number three, defensive back. Number four, wide receiver. Number five, tight end. Number six, defensive line. Number seven, linebacker. Number eight, offensive line. And number nine, running back. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.